Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mama of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside out. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. It has been a little while since I've stepped into the space, so if you have been with me for a while, uh, thanks for bearing with me as I took a little break, and if you're brand new, then I'm excited to have you on the ride with me. Um, so today I feel excited to step back into the space to talk about uh, beyond, going beyond the known. So the main gist of the conversation that I want to have today is kind of why we stay perhaps stuck in the known and what is beyond that space. So expanding the conversation beyond the known, stepping into greater possibility and really deeper alignment with uh, the true self, right? Deeper alignment with our soul. So I plan to cover some, you know, some quantum physics in this conversation today and also just really grounding into the human reality and then obviously expanding it into kind of the soul reality the energetic portion of us so I kind of want to go from like the grounded rooted experience of being a human and really open up the conversation and ground it, right? So knowing that we are human, but also expanding it into the energetics of us, because that is also part of us. And it's not a part of us that we really talk a lot about. Um, and so that's that's kind of where I want to go today. So I kind of wanted to start by sharing a story from my own life that is, you know, I'm, I'm a storyteller. That's what I enjoy. That's how I enjoy connecting with people. That's how I enjoy sharing Um things on this podcast and sharing teachings and learnings so that you can kind of feel and connect with them in that way. So today I'm going to take a story from my own life and actually I think I might tell two stories. One is not from my life. So I think if you've listened to me for a while you know I have many kiddos and one of them is nearing the uh, 18 year old mark which is a really big shift in the timeline of, of us, right? And we've been having a lot of really expansive conversations. I, by the way, love teenagers. I never wanted to have kids because I was afraid of teenagers, but oh my goodness, they are so juicy and lovely and hard, of course, but um, juicy and lovely is the is where I'm sitting right now. So this kiddo is talking a lot about like what he's getting asked, and I'm actually getting asked. I was just having this conversation with my husband this morning about wow, everybody's really asking me about it. Like, what's he going to do? What's his next step? And it's uh, something that I'm actually really struggling with having a good language around. Because I think normally you'll say, oh, he's going to college or, oh, he's, I don't know. I think that's pretty much what most people say. He's going to college, right? My kiddo is not going to college. He is so incredibly bright, has never enjoyed school, has really never enjoyed school, even homeschooling. Like, he did it 
there's parts of it he enjoyed. You know, we've been studying quantum physics actually for the past year and he's been loving that. But the way we've been doing that is very different than, you know, like a math textbook. Um, so he doesn't, we've been having a lot of conversations around controlling, con not controlling, but like that you get to be in charge of your own life and like your own destiny in life. And that that doesn't have to look the known way. And by that I'm, is kind of where I want to start the conversation. So, so many of us grow up in a culture where it just seems like there's a map for us. Like there's a map laid out for us. This is what you do at this time period. First you, you know, you go to college and then you maybe find someone to, to love and then you have this relationship and perhaps you get married and then you have babies and you know not all of us do this in fact i would say that the the main map is varies for many people nowadays i would not say that that was for those of us in our mid 40s 50s um maybe even younger people i would say that it was a lot more defined on like what this roadmap could look and if you veered for it there was a lot like more um pushback i guess it was a lot harder it seems nowadays that it's a lot easier to just kind of make your own roadmap up as you go. Follow your bliss. That's the words that want to come to me. So my kiddo doesn't want to go to school. He, he literally just wants to experience and live life. Like that's what he wants to do. He wants to move out with friends and experience what it's like to kind of be on his own and get a job that he likes and just like not have pressure on himself to find his purpose and do this thing and um, kind of just explore life. That's, that's what he wants to do. And that is not even nowadays, at least kind of among the culture that I live in, it's kind of counterculture, you know, um, which I feel very comfortable with. The unknown feels very comfortable to me. I you know, when I, I actually did go to college and when I was done with college, I bought a one-way ticket to New Zealand before Lord of the Rings ever existed and no one knew it. It was literally the reason why I went there. I didn't even know of New Zealand. It was the cheapest plane ticket out of town. And I hitchhiked around the country. <laughs> I did. I hitchhiked around a foreign country and met amazing people and was invited to people's homes and followed my intuition and grew that connection to humanity. And so the unknown is not com always comfortable for me. So like, let me, let me name that. It's not always comfortable. It's not like it's this easy thing that comes to me. But it also is comfortable because I've gone there so many places that, and so many times that, and I have such a strong sense of intuition that I can, I can reach those places pretty easily, right? It's a muscle that's been practiced a lot over my life. Um, curiosity is a muscle that I was born with and has never gone away. It's only ever strengthened. So when we're having this conversation of the known, I often find with women that I speak with that the known, although feels very safe and comfortable, like our lives and our jobs and the structures and the routines and the roles of being like a good mom and a good wife and a good sister and a good this and a good that. Those are known to us, but after a while they can feel like a box that we find ourselves in. 
I find this especially around midlife, although I feel like there's lots of times in life where we kind of enter that cocoon phase to become uh, closer to our wholeness, closer to our true selves. And so because we stay in this world of safety and live in a culture that even values safety, I mean, like, geez Louise, like, everything is about being safe and being good and not questioning what it actually means to be good or why someone might do something against a good or um, just like not expanding the conversations and asking a lot of good what if questions just saying good is the thing we are and so we will do whatever people say that is good right and if you don't do that thing then you are not good and so I'm always all about expanding those conversations like why would someone make a different choice or what if this or what if that what if people have more responsibility and goodness in them than you realize it's just innate? Maybe, maybe not. I think so. And what does it mean to be not good? You know, what does it mean to be selfish? What does it mean to all of these things that we kind of push against and not, don't allow ourselves? What does it mean if we actually step into those places? That's probably a different conversation that I don't really want to have today, but It is something that comes up when we push against the known, push against the aspects of ourselves that we know and really put the parts of ourselves that we don't like, like being bad or something we perceive as bad into a a little box and tuck it away, right? And so when we begin to expand the conversation into the known, to me it's about expanding what it means to be a human, expanding that conversation. So as a human being, we have those roles, right? We often fit into them. We're acculturated into them. We grow up and we find ourselves in these boxes, right? And I think that's kind of natural in some ways. Hopefully we don't have so many boxes on us that it just strangles us, right? That it that we have a container, I guess more than a box, like a container, because the containers can help us feel boundaried and help keep us safe. But the container should be able to be expansive or like, a snake you shed your skin in order for like a bigger skin or like a crab you shed your uh, shell in order for a bigger crab like you expand right that is what I feel like the part of the purpose of us here on this earth is to expand to evolve right we shed our skin we come into something bigger and something more true to us something that I believe that we were always born with like that we were born with, and that somehow we got a little fragmented along the way. We got put in these boxes, stepped into the unknown, and kind of fragmented parts of ourselves that didn't fit that structure, didn't fit that role. And we kind of anchored into this known way of life without being able to expand, without asking those what ifs, without really always just asking like why why is that or what if it's something else right so in the real life when we expand that conversation we know that we're human beings right i am i am a fleshy human being although really if you look at biology and you look at the science around microbiome we are less human cell than we are like bug and um bacteria and you know all those kind of cells but we are still human cells right And if you look on the quantum level, we are protons and electrons and neutrons. We have atoms, that we are made of atoms. And in fact, we are so full of light and so full of possibility. 
we have more empty space inside of us by far. Like 99% of our bodies at the quantum level is empty space. It's possibility. To me, empty space is possibility. It's not darkness and scary. It's the unknown and it's possibility. And when we tap into that energetic essence of us, then we step into possibility. We step into expansion. And so that can be a hard thing as a human being, right? Who has an ego, who has fear, who has emotions, who has a history, who has trauma, who has all of the things that make us feel a little bit more dense. You know, I think another another maybe story would be just around, uh, I guess I'll draw again from my own life because it's coming to me, but in my own marriage, and I, I think maybe I've talked about this before, but I've been married for 18 years and been with my partner for 20 some years, 22 years. Um, and we've obviously had many re- deaths and rebirths. If you have the same, if you did not have deaths and rebirths in your marriage after 22 years, then I would think it would be kind of boring. But when you get to that place, especially early on at that death and rebirth phase, man, it's hard and scary. And there's definitely parts of me that would like fight the rebirth, fight the going into the cocoon with my husband and the possibility of something new and something even more true to who we were, true the evolution of us as people, but also to the evolution of us as a couple right? And so for a long time, I would fight that. And I would think it would mean divorce or something like that, right? Because that's kind of what you're shown. You're not often shown that you can have this death and, and then you can have a rebirth. It's often just shown that you, like, you have the death of relationship. People don't often tune into like, oh, but you can rebirth a relationship, right? And it's uncomfortable and you have to have really good communication skills and you have to, well, you don't have to, but it makes it a lot easier. And in order to expand into possibilities, you have to be able to be very aware and have to be able to do your own work on healing and self-responsibility, right? But when you go into those expansive conversations, when you go into that death, such amazing rebirth is possible in the relationship. And I've done this with my husband for years. We've done this many, many times over the course of our relationship. And each time it gets better. It feels like we're dying and that can feel really, really hard and maybe not very expansive, but there is this expansive thing that happens afterwards. And after you do it enough time and you go into that uncomfortability enough, there's just no more resistance to it, right? At least on my part, there's very little resistance to it because I know that through the process, it does. It still doesn't make it always comfortable. It still doesn't make it easy. It doesn't mean that there's no tears. It doesn't mean that sometimes there's not misunderstandings, but there's no resistance. It just flows easier, right? It doesn't take months of rebuilding nowadays. It literally could be a week of conversations and birthing into something new. And that is expanding into those possibilities. That is getting to the edge. So what I mean by edge, the place where you get really uncomfortable and pushing past those edges into the growth of possibility, right? And so if we look at us on that quantum level as a proton, right? We are light, like that is what we are. We are made of light. 
the vast majority of us is light that has been transferred from a waveform into a particle form. And that is why I can look at you and you can look at me and we look like dense humans and we can touch the density of us, right? But at the end of the day, we are light. That is what we are. And as light beings, we are made out of energy. In fact, we are made out of stars. In fact, all of the protons inside of us pretty much look the same as the star. In fact, I was just listening to a Zach Bush podcast, and he was talking about how we have more energy inside of us, in the protons inside of us, than actually exists in the sun. Like we have more energy inside of us than, in, than there is in the sun. Which is just like an astounding, and there was a lot more like sciencey stuff behind it that I'm not going to go into now. Um, I do tend to go into the sciencey stuff when <laughs> when I do teachings, right? I don't tend to go into it. Podcasts for me are more like storytelling and connecting in that way. Um, but that is part of me. I just tend to not bring it into the to the podcast realm. So if you want to do more of that sciencey kind of stuff with me, you should go over to my website and check out some of the um, journeys that I have and where I do that teaching. In fact, actually, I have one coming up. So maybe in the end, once I get through this, I'll talk to you about that. So stay tuned. Um, so when we expand the conversation and realize that we are light, that we are energy slowed down and made into particle form as a whole of us, but yet as all the tiny, teeny little parts of us, we're literally like the sun blaring with so much possibility and so much light Whew. it really expands what it means to be a human it expands the like oh well I need to keep up with the Joneses and I need to have this job because I need to be valuable in life and that's what people said like my value in life is what I do that's why when you go to a party people say well what do you do and that's that's who they say that's Sally and she is a chiropractor like that's her value in life right that's Julie and she's a midwife that's that's she's pretty valuable because I think midwives are pretty cool right rather than like expanding the conversation to like the possibility of us the value of us is that we're alive right that's that's your that's your purpose on 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 this earth is that you're alive you came in with the energy behind you is what came in as the zinc spark in your mother's uterus, right? The spark, literally they've looked at the moment of fertilization, of conception, is, is like a zinc spark. It's kind of like the Big Bang, literally happening inside of a woman. The force of energy, that they're actually doing this research over at a place called CERN. They're taking protons and basically smashing them together at high rates of speed to actually mimic the creation of life, right? Which I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but that's what they're doing. And so that's what's happening inside of your body when you create life. This zinc spark. It is the spark of life. It is energy slamming together to create life. And the energy that comes in through the body, because that is what lives right? When we're done with this body or even in this body, 
We are so much more than the body. We are so much more than what we do. We are so much more than who we know. We are so much more than the money we make or the cars we drive. Those are all beautiful human things that we can experience and there's no judgment on them. But that is not your value. That is not your purpose. In fact, many of those things for some people keep us away from our value and purpose. We get sold the story that this is the path we're supposed to take, kind of like my son's been grappling with. Well, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that. People look at me weird. I'm not part of the tribe. I'm not part of the community. Maybe I'm not very good. Maybe I'm not very valuable. Maybe I'm going to amount to nothing. But really, his unique soul, his true self, he's over the years stayed very connected to that true self. I, I definitely would say that I didn't end up in the same place. Like I had to take a, there was a lot of fragmentation that happened that, you know, the next transition of life in the mid forties, I feel like is a great, that midlife is a great time to kind of reclaim and come back into that wholeness or come back to your true self. And your true self is really being in deeper alignment with your soul. And the soul is just the energy of you. So you can think of it as spiritual mumbo jumbo, but at the end of the day, like scientifically shown, proven, we're actually seeing it out there in the world. They're doing experiments on it because that's what we have to do. We have to prove these things that are in the unknown actually exist by showing that they're known. I don't need that, but I think a lot of people to wrap their head around that do need that. I I somehow am still able to feel it. I've been able to feel the energy of me for a long time, and I think most people do. I mean, we come in feeling that energy right? The energy of us. Your uniqueness is, I call, so I'm doing a 10 day, let me just go here. I'm doing a 10 day journey coming up. It's called Just Soul Print. It's a 10 day journey to help expand the conversation, really, kind of what we're doing today. It's expanding into something new, something more true, and to connect with your soul print, who you are as a soul that is really your true self. Because just like fingerprints, we all came in with our unique soul prints, our unique energetic essence. You and I are both the most amazing ocean. We are all collectively one, but we're all also individuals. And so we have societies that very much value the collective, but then at the expense of the individual. And then we have like Western cultures that very much value the individual at the expense of like the collective. And I think that we're rebirthing a new way of knowing that we're in this beautiful collective, but there's also this beautifulness of this, of that both are valuable. Let's just say it that way. But the container and the drops of the container are all really, really valuable. When we live in that place of stuck, when we live in that place of disconnection, and fragmentation, it feels like there's something missing, right? Like it kind of feels like life is fine. And sometimes we don't even really know it because we're just in it. And so sometimes it takes like a illness or like something that knocks you on side of the head for you to really realize that, oh, like, oh, life isn't that great right now, actually, because there's something more. There's something more expansive than what I'm being sold. What I'm being told is, This is my rule. We are so much more powerful than we realize. And we all are here for a purpose. And that purpose is in some ways so very simple. It's just to be true, truly you. And I would say that most of us are not truly us. Most of us walk around with masks on our faces that prevent others from seeing our true selves. Because one, we're afraid we're going to get 
shunned. Two, we're afraid we're not going to be loved. We're going to get abandoned. Three, we're afraid we're going to be attacked. Like that people are going to lynch us, right? Because that was a thing. That's a part of like our collective trauma, right? And we just want to be, we want, like our nervous system wants to be part of the tribe. We want to feel safe. We want to feel, and some of us, we're so disconnected from our own bodies that all, the first thing we have to do is be in the body. Like I do a lot of work with women just to be in their own body so that we can feel safe, that we can unwind that nervous system. It doesn't matter where you are on your path. Like that's an important, I was there years and years ago. It was an important, important path to unwind that nervous system, to feel safe enough in my body, to hear the voices, to follow the voices. But then it's time to expand that conversation to your greater purpose, which is literally to be your true self. And your true self and my true self are very different. And we might have different perspectives on life. And that's okay. Because you are needed in this world and I am needed in this world. And when we live in alignment with that unique self, we feel so vital. We feel so expansive. We feel so much energy and alive and it doesn't take so much effort like you've ever been in that place in life where you just feel like you have to try at everything I remember very many years ago crying to my husband like I always have to try he's like you're so great at everything but I have to try to be a good mom I have to try it's not just natural I have to try I have to try it's so hard and that's because I wasn't really in alignment with my truth self I thought a good mom was this I thought a good this was this and I was afraid that if I didn't do those things, then I wasn't a good mom. So like breaking down those things and actually being who I am, which is a good mom. But I didn't think it would be a good mom. I, was, I had that fear, right? Because when we feel that sense of disconnection and we push life and we just get on with it, when we kind of feel like in our box, we get stuck, depressed, anxious, fragmented, and life doesn't feel super great. When we are in alignment with our unique soul print, when we are in alignment with that voice, that energetic aspect of us, which is, it is a very big aspect of us. So as being human, we do live on this earth. We don't live up in the stars. We are made of stars, but we live on this earth. And so many spiritual people want to talk and, and live in like the star realm. And like, I, I think that's beautiful, but I don't resonate with that because we are humans. And so the spirituality or the connection that I seek is a very grounded connection, but it has to include that energetic aspect of us. We have to get over the woo-woo part of it because that is really our essence in life. That's our unique soul print. And that's our specialness. And you got to come into alignment with it because that's when you get your energetic essence back. That's when you feel like aligned that's when you feel connected. That's when you feel alive. And that doesn't mean, like, when I talk about, sometimes when I have one-on-ones with people, they talk about, like, oh, I, you said I was going to feel more aligned. Like, I'm, I'm doing the things, and I'm showing up, and, like, I'm doing the work. But, like, life is really hard. And I'm like, oh, well, that's, like, life isn't going to be easy just because you're aligned. Like, that's, again, I think that's, like, the bypassing spiritual mumbo-jumbo bullshit. But <coughs> when you're in this container of alignment, like things happen still in life, like it's still life. But the way you navigate it is very differently. Like so, so very differently, the way you navigate it. 
you can hold it. It's like you hold it as you travel through life because you feel connected to that alignment and you can, you know the wisdom of what happens in life. Like there is always wisdom in what's happening in life. And sometimes we don't always know right away. But it's about like staying with, staying uncomfortable, but also just deeply aligned. And when you're deeply aligned with your energy body and you feel your energy body and you're able to clear your energy body and you're able to like recognize, oh, this thing is hanging out in my energy body, this person, this thought, this interaction, and you can take the lesson, you see, oh, like, why is it there? Why is it hanging out in there? Oh, and then you hear the voice and you hear the wisdom and then you can release it because you've got the lesson. Like that's energy clearing 101 right there. Sounds super simple. And in some ways it is. But you have to get to the place where you can connect with the energy, where you're open to that connection, and where you know that you are a soul, and that you are beautiful, and that you, stepping into your soul self, stepping into that is stepping into your true self, so that you can live this human life in that place of true self, right? That's probably the most profound thing that came through right there. When you step into your soul self as your human self, you get to live this human life as your true self and that is joyful even though something might happen <laughs> that is such vitality that is such like an expansive way of living life it feels like a I don't know it feels very different it's hard to put a finger on it doesn't feel like you're in a box it just feels like you're in this beautiful expansive container it does feel like you're kind of like a beautiful sun right and so, anyways, I am doing a 10-day a journey. It's coming up soon, actually. It's coming up starting on June 15th. Uh, it's me for 10 days going live for half hour to 45 minutes, giving a teaching. I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about ego and the brain. I'm going to talk about you and your, I'm going to go way deep into the quantum physics. So, like, you know, talking about photons and what they are and how they work in the body. I'm going to talk about your neurons and how they work, how habit patterns work. But I'm also going to really expand the conversation and talk about the energy and your unique soul print. And then we're going to, at the very end of the 10 days, I'm going to start to lead you into connecting with your energy, being able to clear your energy and beginning to connect with that soul voice that lives inside of you. Just like all those other voices, there is a very unique voice that lives inside of you, that comes from that energetic nature. And so that is a 10-day experience. It's starting June 15th. Obviously, it's going to be recorded if you can't make it live. It is 1 o'clock every day at mountain, uh, mountain Time for 10 days. And it is an early bird. So it's 111 until, I don't remember, for the next few days or week or so. Um, I don't plan on doing too much promotion about it. I already have several people signed up, many people actually signed up for the journey. But if it sounds something to you, if this feels like it resonates with you, if this feels like, yep, I want more of that in my life, yep, I want to know how to do that, yep, then just go over to soulmidwifejulie.com and head into the soul print. I hope that this has felt like an expansive conversation to you. I hope it's made you question some things. Uh, expand some things and kind of yeah dive deeper into your own stories and where you live inside of a box and where you might possibly want to shift into a bigger container if you're just interested in any of the other work I do I actually do 
offer sessions called shift sessions that helps you shift out of the box and into some new possibility for yourself. You can head over and check that out. If you've enjoyed this podcast, let me know. Send me an email. I'm a real life person on the other end of this email. You can email me over um, at julie at julianne with an e, soulmidwife.com. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.